the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Absolute Auto Tech in San Luis Obispo wants to extend thanks to all of their loyal customers over the years. Drive safe on the roads and take the time to maintain your automobiles. You can count on Absolute Auto Tech for high quality repairs for your safety and safe driving needs. Absolute Auto Tech has been performing auto repair services since 1997 at the corner of Sacramento Drive and Capitolio Way in San Luis Obispo. Come by or call 547-1062. That's 547-1062. Whether you're driving one of these. One of these. One of these. Or someday, even one of these. Whatever you're driving, Motormouths has answers for all of your automotive questions. And now your host, Jason from Absolute Auto Tech. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this beautiful little rainy morning. It's actually pretty nice out. I, I was out when I was driving over. It was nice. It was a little bit rainy. I kind of one of those guys where I like it either rain or not, but it was beautiful. I love it. Uh, I love the rain. I just, I love listening to it. It's, it's my favorite is when we're in the, when we're uh, staying in the uh, travel trailer and it rains. You get to listen to the pitter patter of the rain on the roof. It's uh, really nice. Uh, but let's go. Let's start the show. If you have the time, the place, space, the parts, inclination, and the information, I want to help you with your car problems, your car questions, your car concerns. I want to be part of that information side. Give me a call. 805-543. No, yeah, 543-8830. What happened? I just felt like Matt here. I forgot the number. 805-543-8830 is the number to call and talk to me about your car problems, your car concerns. I am Jason the Motormouth. And I'm here to help you. This is my Saturday morning to help you with your car problems. Um, we all have them. Uh, I'm included in that we all. Um, and I want to see what I can do to help you. I tinker constantly. Uh, last night we were tinkering on the side-by-side, aligning it and figuring it out and making it work and and setting it up, uh, which was a kind of a hassle. But nevertheless, we learned and we played and we made it better. And now it's much happier. Um, and that's kind of what we do. Uh, I, I tell everybody, you know, the, the business, the, the business, a business revolves around the owner's direction and what they hold important in their lives. And if the owner of your beauty salon thinks <clears throat> that <clears throat> the aesthetics of the, of the building are the most important thing, then you will have a beautiful beauty salon to sit there and have your hair cut wrong. If your owner of your radio station thinks the best thing is to have beautiful cars, then you will have beautiful cars parked out in front of a radio station that doesn't play music. <laughs> or, Are you okay. talking about my red Mustang? No, 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 no. I'm saying, no, the radio station, as far as I'm concerned, has cars, but they're not like, oh, my God, cars. No. And they spend their money wisely on keeping the radio on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I they might be like, oh my god, car! <laughs> like, wow, looks nice on the outside. Hmm. 
Maybe a little clean in on the inside would be a good idea. Well, you know, when you have multiple drivers, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. can happen. Yeah. At that point, it's time to assign one driver the responsibility of keeping it clean for everybody else exactly. and to complain to everybody else because the boss is only so many hours in the day. <laughs> and, and leaving your potato chip bag in a car is probably not the best use of the boss's time. No. Um, so as a repair shop, I my my focus is on why did it break, how to make it last longer, how to make it work better, how to make it more functional, and and honestly, how to extend the life of your investment. And uh, I look at it as investment, whether it's my toy, my hauler, whatever. It's all investment, and it costs a portion of my income. Whether it's a big portion, a small portion, depending on whatever it is, whether it's a weed eater, a lawnmower, a drill motor, whatever it is. Um, and I want to make sure that investment works well and does its job for me because I've got other things to do than, than stand around and wait for an investment or wait for a tool not to work properly. Um, so I try to keep them up, whether, you know, even the. Even my wife's car, I try to make sure that we keep track of what's going on and happening, and we just found that it had a problem just the other day. You were um, talking about, I was in your shop the other day, she was talking about putting struts in it or something? Yeah, and you end up putting the front struts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, she takes it upon herself as a, as a responsible operator to acknowledge, check, and, and, then, and then make the repairs, to, to make the repair happen. So... You know, it's it's one thing to sit down and and um, and have a vehicle and go, wow, it's got a problem. It's another thing to take and realize it has a problem and then make the phone call and the effort to make it repair done. And that's where my wife really does shine well. She sits down and says, look, it's got a problem. I need you guys to look at it. And then we scheduled it in and bring it in like any other customer. Um, well, we did the same thing with my Mustang. Yeah, this exactly. Too, because I had a... Appointment down in Santa Maria, and then I had to run some errands down in Santa Maria, and I get to the point where it won't start. (laughs) It did finally start, and it was just a simple issue of, like, the bad contact in the battery. But we didn't know that. Right. So, you know, we ran a test to make sure it wasn't my alternator going out. Yep. Yeah. But that's part of how my wife has extra time to do extra things as she takes care of this stuff as it happens. Um, I was talking... Oh. We have Alan. Good morning, Alan. How are we doing this morning? Doing fine. There you are. I heard that. I was waiting for that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite have the thing. I know Alan has like a way of talking loud. You know, he can be very boisterous, but when I don't have the right switches turned on on the board, it's probably, <laughs> you know, the, the scientific, scientific analysis is it's not going to work. <laughs> That's right. It's like, I can talk to myself. I do that all day long anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You mentioned about forgetting numbers or math or something, and there, that's why there are those of us who help you remember all that stuff. I <laughs> that like was, it. You remember that comment earlier about forgetting numbers, I think you said. Yep. So the reason I actually called in had to do with tires, and they're going, why do I care? A friend of mine is heading up to the snow, and he talked about something I had not realized. I keep hearing about tires for rain, tires for snow, and this regular wear. And he says there's actually three classes I don't know if the regular one has a name besides standard tires, but I was concerned that if you get something designed for snow, they would wear out faster because of whatever the tread is, uh, wear out faster in on the pavement. 
He's saying there's this middle one that's more of a mud and snow or mud and rain tire that gives you decent traction but tends to wear, doesn't wear out as quickly. And can you talk about the different kinds of tires since we're in that time of year? I like it. I'm I'm not a tire expert. There are plenty of people that know a lot more about tires than I do, but I agree there are at least three. There's actually I just I didn't even realize this till the other day because I'm not a snow person, but there's actually a tire that the the state of California recognizes as a snow tire classification and in those tires you are generally allowed to drive in snowy conditions without having chains if you have tires with that classification. Um, I knew there was a speed rating, there's there's load ratings, there's all kinds of different rating for tires. And what I tell people is the tires that are on your car are were probably not built for your car. They were built for the class your car is in. So the classification, and if you have mm-hmm. a if you have a, a high speed Corvette that's able to travel at one hundred and fifty miles an hour, that's a tire classification. It has to have for speed. Where your Yugo, it doesn't need that classification for one hundred and fifty miles an hour because the only way it's going to get, reach one hundred fifty miles an hour is if it's dropped out of an airplane. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at that point, who cares what the tires look like, <laughs> or if it has tires? <laughs> that, well, if I might sidetrack that. Reminds me of the classic from Top Gear. They were going to race a VW Bug with a Porsche, and how they did it was the Porsche was on the land. the The Bug was dropped from a helicopter, and they wanted to see which one won the race. Right, so. right, right. I remember that one. That was really funny. I love that was the one thing I did like about that show. Those guys really knew how to make fun of themselves and do the stupidest, oddest things. <laughs> I wish we could show one of the funniest videos I've ever seen is a crash test of a smart car. Ooh, wow. I don't know if that would be scary or funny. Yeah. It'd be terrifying. Scary, sure. funny, and terrifying at the same time, as long as you're not in the vehicle. Yes. See, yes. for me, I, and that's always been my problem with the, the smart cars, is not that they're a bad car. I'm not bad-mouthing the car. It's no. that there's no crumple zone. No. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea in my head, inside my little pea brain, is, is what I want is the longest distance possible to take my yeah. brain from 60 to zero. Yeah. As many inches as possible to that's take right. that happen. And the smart car, there's no inches. I'll have to show it to you one day. Okay. It doesn't work well on radio because yeah, it's see very that being visual. A problem. Yeah, but you have uh, to yeah. describe it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was talking to my daughter about that. She was going to help me, and she yeah. uh, she was going to help me on the radio, and she goes, starts nodding her head, no. I'm like, that's not helping me on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> the sign language uh, isn't helping the radio either. <laughs> <laughs> so back on tires for just yes, a sir. moment. Uh, Please. I, I was the one to divert it on that one. So if unless you're going to be living up in the snow, you don't want the full-on winter, I guess they're called winter tires. Okay, right. Right? right. But if you're just going to go up once in a while to visit, um, then I can see getting those because, like you said, no chains required. And you still, they won't wear out too quickly. Yes, you can get the medium, the medium road, whatever if you call it. Instead of just a mud, you can get the all ter- all all weather tires. Um, yeah. I, I, for me, I prefer if you're going to see that if you're a person that's going to go to the snow once or twice a year, I prefer getting a good set of chains. There's a bunch of different options out there mm-hmm. that are easy to install. There's actually one that just snap and click on the outside of the wheel, and you don't have to get in under the car at all. Oh, I remember those days. 
trying to crawl, do that. Oh wow. yeah, horrible. Yeah. And the change suck. But if you if you have the possibility of needing them once or twice a year, yeah, I'd rather go to a highway tread and just carry chains when you go in those. There you you go. know those times. I should um, add, this guy has a Subaru, so oh, okay, and so that might change the decision on that. I, I have I have customers and friends that have uh, that live in the snowy areas, and they have studded tires, and mm. they just take them off when they get away from the stu- you know the snowy areas. And studded tires make a huge difference on traction and oh, I would think and so. abilities. Um, and so I see all the different, I've seen or heard about them. Unfortunately, you know, we live in San Luis Obispo. I live, I grew up in the San Joaquin Valley and I live in San Luis Obispo. So snow has never been a huge part of my life. No. Um, except to go visit. So if someone knows more about this, I would love to hear it. I'd love to have you talk about it on the radio because, uh, one of the things we as a society make, a, uh, um, make a mistake on is that we go into a tire place and go, hey, I need a set of tires. Well, when you do that, you're stuck with whatever they have in stock if you want them put on today. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard in today's society to have the the proper tire variants for your particular car. And most people are driving around tire driving around on tires that fit their car but weren't the rest the right application or the right uh, fit for their life. So, uh, for instance, I've got a customer that has some beautiful directional snow tires on his Ford Transit that has seen snow once since he's owned it. Hmm. Well, that, that's a, th- those tires do not wear nicely. They're not, not wear, they're loud. They're aggressive. They're they're tractor tires and are great for a tractor. And if you're going to be in the snow and plowing big heavy rains and whatnot, yes, I love it. But for here, no. So, <coughs> but they were they was what that's what the store had in stock that that fit the requirements for his car for safety. Where if we sit down and go, I need new tires. I need to call and order a set of tires so that they can be installed next week, then mm-hmm. then you get tires that are best fit for you and your driving habits that work well on your car instead of, well, what's in stock. And that means when you're ordering, you need to specify where are you going to ever go into the snow or no, so that, that um, we would hope a good tire company will ask those questions, but you need to be ready to put out whatever information, yes, I'm going to be going to the mountains a few times a year, or no, I just care about if it rains. And Yeah, I've got a separate car I do. i got my other car I take to the mountains, yes. And, and, and part of it is going to be us training as customers, training our suppliers and our, our, our vendors mm-hmm. um, on how to best handle it, instead of just calling and saying, handing tires for my you know, 2014 Subaru Outback, and they go, yep, we got those, no problem. Okay, great, I'll come in and have them put them on. You go, what tires do you have? What tires do you recommend? What do we? What can we get in? I don't need it done till next month or next week. How can we make this work? And make it more of a maintenance and, and a supply uh, uh, scheduling type of thing, kind of like having your colonoscopy done, let's say. Uh, no, we don't want to do it. No, we don't want to pay for it. But you don't sit down and walk into the emergency room. Okay, hey, I'm need a cold nostalgia now. Are you guys ready? <laughs> they go, no, we can schedule one for a week from now. <laughs> Thank you for that image, there, Jason. <laughs> Sorry. I, <love> that. <laughs> I, I try to be as uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Alan, thanks. <laughs> yeah. 
especially since I'm probably going to get one later in the year. I know you didn't yeah, need to hear that, but it just made it that much funnier. I was getting ready to hit the dump button over here. <laughs> oh, goody. <laughs> How appropriate. Thank that. you for, even for that. Yeah, there yeah. Is. That, work, that works in there, too, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, that's really does. <laughs> but that's really, tr- you know, that really, that really holds true. So you call them and you do your research ahead of time and you call yeah. them and you go, okay, you know, I just saw that this was a really good application. My friend has it. My neighbor has it, whatever. Um, I found it on the web. And then they then sit down and have a conversation about the tires you want. Because if you get a good set of tires, you're going to be stuck with them or loving them for the next five to seven years. Mm-hmm. and uh, Three to five years. How about that? Um, yeah. and, if you, and you're stuck with something you can't stand. It can be very expensive to go, you know, I can't stand these. I'm just going to dump them and get another set. And mm-hmm. I had several people do that. I've had several people come to me and go, I got these on sale, and then we throw them away. Well, that's like going to Costco and buying two gallons of milk when you only use a gallon a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a great deal, except you're throwing away half of your deal, so you didn't make a, you didn't very get, get a very good deal at all. And I would think also if we're getting the right set, the tire's going to last longer anyway, so that makes it a better deal. Yes, and having them maintained properly, get them rotated and balanced, mm-hmm. um, and having rotated properly, front to back, is not necessarily a good way to balance, I mean, rotate most tires. Now, I say most. Mm-hmm. Having them rotated properly is huge. And, and just because the lawyer says we can't rotate them properly doesn't mean you shouldn't have it done right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't know, not a lot of lawyers are expert mechanics. <laughs> there are some, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. there aren't any. I'm just saying if they practice law all day, it's hard to be an expert as a mechanic, well, too. Well, the, the, the right tires have to do with the alignment, the shucks, the, the struts, the shocks, the springs, I would imagine, too. Everything starts on tires. Yeah. That's where, you know, the car meets the road. Mm-hmm. And if you have bad tires, it makes the car handle bad. It makes the car ride rough. It makes it much louder in the vehicle while you're driving. Um, and you think about that bump. Okay, we were talking about this this morning on the way in, how you know um, our roads cost us three ways. We buy the car, we pay the taxes, and then we pay the repairs because the roads aren't done right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it costs us three ways. And then, we, I guess, fourth way, we need to redo the road because they weren't done right the first time um, as taxpayers. So, Did you get the new potholes at Crestmont Drive coming in? No. Los Ranchos Road. No. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm brand, pretty good. At this point in time. Brand new ones. At this point in time, I, I just treat it like I'm driving my off-road yeah, car. Because yeah. it's, it's smoother in the off-road than it is on the road. Yeah, Los Ranchos Road. Brand new. Yeah, brand new. Even, just, even in the drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> they just bought those potholes at a discount, Jim. That's why they got some more in there. <laughs> So I'm all over the road avoiding them. It's just a constant thing. I don't look for cars anymore because I keep enough distance between me and the car in front of me so that I can see the potholes so I can avoid them. There you go. It's like dust in the de- desert. Um, so and, uh, when we're off-road, <laughs> what was I? I jumped off the track again. Man, it jumped off the track. I took my train. i got to get the larger rails or something. <laughs> gun scene. This feels like the naked gun scene when he's running from the train and the train's sneaking up on him as he's running through the forest. It's hiding behind the tree. I think it's the naked naked gun, but it was hiding behind the tree and following everywhere. (coughs) Sorry. Um, So those, those vibrations that are created by the roadway 
if the tire absorbs those, that means the car doesn't. Mm-hmm. And if you and I and I put it back to feet because we feel it. You wear a bad pair of shoes, especially at least in the past, where women really cared about the shoes. And I think it's less important now. Not that it's not gone away, and men do too. But if you wear an uncomfortable pair of shoes, the feet hurt, the ankles hurt, the the legs hurt, the back can start mm-hmm. to hurt, and it travels on the way up. The same thing yep. happens with cars. That's why I push. High-end tires, the Michelins and whatnot, so hard because if you get if those tires absorb that shock, then the car body doesn't, and it really does make the car ride better, sound better, last longer, and and service you better. In that it it it, it travels down the road and it overall costs less, and you enjoy it more. Well, I think you yeah, it's cheaper to replace those tires than all the other parts that could get damaged by all the tweaking that's going on. Yes, and I and I've told people when I bought my Cherokee 20 years ago, it was a beautiful little car and we set it all up so I could go off-road and I went on the Doozy Ocean Trail, 32 miles. When I got done with that trail driving home, I could tell the difference in squeaks, rattles, and and looseness in the body and the vehicle Mm. from that 32-mile off-road travel. Well, it was only 32 miles, but every cobblestone, every rock, every bump jarred through the whole vehicle. Well, same thing happens with our cars over 100,000 miles. It can really damage them a lot and, and ruin them. Well, I've, it's just going to have splashing back on the feet and the shoes. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper again to to replace, to get expensive shoes and replace, and then trying to do things to fix your feet and ankles and all that. I've had those kind of things. So, yeah, there's preventative maintenance for sure. And there and you go. Worn there, out that topic. So, <laughs> see, I don't think we have. I mean, yes, we have. Of course, I have because I can make a short story long. Um, but here you are. Your all of us have had those cheap shoes or the bad shoes, mm-hmm. and you think about how the lost time, lost wages, aches and pains, the aspirins, yep. the the chiropractor, the the doctor visits, all these things that can come back to a good pair of shoes that travel back and you know overweight i mean how many of us have weight issues because our feet and ankles hurt and our legs hurt well mm-hmm. so we're not walking as much so we're not using exercising as much well that's the same thing as the point is to how many how many pairs of not so good shoes are you going to replace during what? that time mm-hmm. you, know, you have just one set of yep. good, good shoes, shoes yeah. that you That's didn't it. replace all those times mm-hmm. yeah and the cheap so, shoes can yeah. also not get good good traction right. on, on, when walking and you slip and fall and hurt yourself well there's another double whammy now i've got d- days off of work and yep and so these kinds of things and it, it all comes back to where we were talking about the in the truck on the way over here is is taking care of the little things, one at a time, will make the big things seem much smaller when they come. Mm-hmm. And and it really does start from uh, uh, the simple things, by spending extra money on something nicer that will last longer and work better for you is much more cost effective than buying something cheap now. Um, lunch. Brakes. Brakes. Yeah. Whatever, tires, brakes, everything. All these mm-hmm. things make a huge difference in our entire life. The cheap hairbrush that makes our hair look weird, that <laughs> everyone looks at our hair instead of listens to what we're saying. That's the weird thing about the radio is nobody can see how ugly I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
So all these That's things. That's why you have me come into the station, because I can't see you anyway, so it doesn't matter, and <laughs> see, I don't have to, I won't laugh at you. So You're not sharing up my ugliness the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and then Jason gets the good view out the window, I and i got to look at Jason the whole show. <laughs> like, That's it. <laughs> Jim, Jim, glasses. Jim, Jim can look beyond, Jim can, Jason can look beyond me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Alan. appreciate you calling in and bringing up the subject. I love it. It's you got re- it. Okay. Yeah. And and it's really something you need to, if you're time for tires, like I said, don't walk, just drive in and say, hey, I need tires. Call. And, you know, interview. Uh, interview your tire place. See if they've got the time, the knowledge, the experience to help you make a good tire decision. Um, and we've lost that in the con- this country. We really have. It's not appreciated. It's, what do you have that's cheap? Well, I can get you something cheap, and you can pay for it for the entire time you've purchased. You've forced that on Tommy yourself. And and being too busy. We were talking about being too busy, weren't we, Ashley? Don't shake your head. You have to answer with words. Yes. <laughs> and what were we talking about? Uh, car maintenance and being too busy to do car maintenance, even if it's simple car maintenance, or to check and see if it's a simple fix or something you can prolong to later. Yes. Or or a major fix now. And if you don't do it now, you're out thousands of dollars. Right. And we talked about the check engine light and how it can be, who cares, not a big deal, or very, 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 very expensive. I mean, it can cost you a transmission. It cost you an engine. Um, it, it can be very super expensive, or it could be you left the gas cap behind when you filled up with gas, right? Mm-hmm. But there's only one light, right? Yep. And that light doesn't say what's wrong with it. It just says you got a problem. And as a driver, you can choose to ignore it, or you can choose to take care of it. And if you choose to ignore it, what happens? Bad things, or so things you can keep off till later still but yeah exactly so don't want to know that but but there you are taking the time to stop and go the light is on why is the light on well first of all what light is on and the first thing you do is stop turn the car off open the owner's manual if you don't have one the first thing you do is look online and then buy one see what you can find on the information online to, to describe that describe best describes your problem then, oh, oh, buy an owner's manual. They, they're not very expensive. I know we bought the Volt. It didn't have one. First thing I did was went online, bought one. Well, we were, we talked about this before. You can order the order them online. Lots of times, just go to a wrecking yard. Right, the wrecking yards have them. Right, agreed. It yeah, was all it's the right there. Oh, no problems by paying, mm-hmm. you know, uh, selling you one. Yeah. And while you're there, you might find something. You might you might take inventory of your car and see if there's something else might need a vent or a. A cigarette lighter. I don't know. An ashtray. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know something why those things hit my mind. But <laughs> something that's been bugging you that's just been missing out of the car, right. and you know, lots of times they're there. The interior pieces are lots of times there's nothing wrong with them. Right. Agreed. And so th- you can take care of that all at once. Is nice one t- mm-hmm. one spot shopping. You can actually buy something for your other car while you're there buying an owner's manual for this new car. <laughs> well, we talked about that before. My Magnum um, in the back seat has got the air conditioning heater mm-hmm. uh, vents. And one day, my grandson was like, I can't dir- fix the direction on that. And I figured, oh, yeah, I forgot because I never sit back there. Right. And it was missing. Yep. So I took him to the wrecking yard one day and we took, we got him out of the back and we just took all of them. 
Nice. I said, why'd you take all of them? Because if the ones in the front break, now I have extras. Yep. And it's not costing me more than 40 bucks for all of them, I think. Yeah, it's it's thirty for two or forty for four, or whatever. Yeah, yeah but, I was say, we you, might as well there. just take right. them all, and then yeah. that way, if the other two in the front seat break, I have extras. Yep, and and yeah. and so much of it's funny. Wrecking yards, auto dismantles are becoming, and far and far as I'm concerned, a real necessity because. Our cars are built so well, at least in the past. Well, time will tell on the new the new ones. But in the last 20 years, our cars are built so well that they last for a long time. And we're doing a much better job of maintenance um, on a lot of them. So that the manufacturers can't afford to keep supplying all the little components for all these cars, much less the businesses that they bought them from are still in business to supply these parts. So when you can't buy that vent anymore... The only option is to go to an auto dismantler because the vent's no longer available. Dashes. There's a lot of stuff on a car. The hundreds, thousands of parts your car is made out of and the thousands of suppliers that sell those parts go out of business. They quit selling them. They quit inventorying them. COVID killed a lot of that stuff and a lot of the slow movers, um, the slow moving items. And it killed a lot of businesses. And so... The manufacturers don't have access to that part. On a car they sold 20 years ago, they're like, look, I'm not going to go hunting and try to find somebody new to make it. We're done. Go buy a new car. Well, that can be a very expensive thing for you and I. If you go to a wrecking yard, uh, years ago we did. I went on our 2002, I think it was, Explorer. It didn't. Yeah, I know. We'll take a break in a minute here. After I get one of my explorer story, it did not have a um, a shoulder seat belt for the center seat in the center row. It all had a lap, and I didn't like that because of three kids. I wanted to sit across each other, so I started hunting for a seat, and I started calling around. And it took several months to find one and make the right phone call, the right person. But I found that. In 2003, they did make it a shoulder seat belt, but in 2002, they didn't. So I found the same color, same type seat that matched my car one year newer, and I was lucky enough to find it toward same body style. Everything fit the same. They just modified the one seat, and I bought it so that we could have three three-point harnesses across the back seat. Instead of going, well, I guess it's time to buy a new car, and a few people told me, why don't you just buy a new car? Why would I replace my perfectly good car just because the center seat does not have a shoulder? Why not just buy a seat belt that fits? I mean, it's a, a seat that fits, and we did, and it's worked, and it worked great for the years, all the years we drove it. Um, so there's that thing, and that came from an auto dismantler. I couldn't buy it from Ford; they didn't sell that seat anymore. Even if they did, the thousands of dollars they would have to charge me for it would make it prohibitive. So that really. <sighs> Auto dismantlers are a real big part of our society and a big part of how things run, and, and we need to keep them going and keep them happy. They are becoming a real necessity, not just a, well, I don't want to pay for that new. I'll go get me a used one. They're, they're becoming because new is not available. So, all right, let's take a break real quick, and then we'll 
talk more about Ashley's concerns with cars. I got a classic commercial here going back to 1966. It's actually a radio commercial. For oh, the, well, that's good. That'll yeah, work out well on our radio out. station. Yeah, yeah. Plymouth Barracuda. The Barracuda. Yeah, Plymouth Barracuda. I'm a Plymouth dealer, a dealing man. And right now I'm giving the best deal ever on that new, fast-moving Plymouth Fastback, the Plymouth Baccaruda. Hey, man, the name of the Plymouth Fastback is the Barracuda. I know. I can't pronounce Baccaruda. Hey, that's a bad scene, man. I mean, like you being a Plymouth dealer and not being able to say Barracuda. I'm hip. I mean, I know. Yeah, well, look, man, try this. What? Say back. Back. Ra. Ra. Coo. Coo. Da. Da. That's it, man. Now put it all together. Baba, rara, cuckoo, dada. Baba, rara, cuckoo, dada. Yeah. Still not right, is it? Uh, well, it ain't Barracuda, man. But I think we got a hit record. Go get a Barracuda from your Plymouth dealing, man. Yeah, yeah. Great friends, and you can see and drive the 1966 Baccaraca, uh, uh, the, Ply the Plymouth set, Andreessen Chrysler, Plymouth and West Seattle. Thank you. Absolute Auto Tech in San Luis Obispo wants to extend thanks to all of their loyal customers over the years. Drive safe on the roads and take the time to maintain your automobiles. You can count on Absolute Auto Tech for high quality repairs for your safety and safe driving needs. Absolute Auto Tech has been performing auto repair services since 1997 at the corner of Sacramento Drive and Capitolio Way in San Luis Obispo. Come by or call 547-1062. That's 547-1062. Are you sick and tired of dealing with the so-called new normal when we know there's nothing normal about it? How about dealing with the old normal for a change? Westside Auto Supply and Slow still offers the same old-school service they've been known for since 1946. They still offer the best quality auto parts, expert service, and the advice you deserve. Walking into Westside is like going back in time when the customer was king. With the latest technology and always competitive prices, Westside Auto Supply. Buy the best from the best. She was dressed to kill, I was in my boots So I had to pick for the uptown time Yeah, but we talked for a while in a corner booth Before closing time She caught me by surprise She said, give me a dirt road, the windows down It won't get lost on me Town in a Chevrolet. She said, Give me six packs of Brooks and Dunn. If you want a country girl, you just found one, let's slip away. I like it. Okay. I don't yeah. know. Dustin Lynch and Jelly Roll. country music radio, Chevrolet. What, uh, what, is this, what was the song before? What was the one that. Uh, the one that goes to the tune of uh -huh. Dobie Gray Drift Away. Okay, there you go. Okay. And they, right, they, they give credit to Dobie on it, too. Oh, okay. Dobie's estate's getting some kickback from it. So that's good. Dobie okay. passed away. But, oh, know. really? Oh, yeah, know yeah, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they do, they do give credit to him. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, check engine lights, warning lights, cars, back to we're too busy. Okay, well, we are busy, but how many of us fill our days with stuff that we don't need to fill our days with? What is what part of it is necessary and what part of it is wanted? What do you what do you think, Josh? <clears throat> uh, most of it's probably going to be wanted versus necessary. I mean, there's w jobs, and right. you get it's off necessary. five, right? 
So, but then what do you have between five and let's say ten or so when you or midnight? What are you going to do between that time? Agreed. Agreed. And and what can you you know the, the, the someone once told me how do you eat an elephant? How do you eat how do you eat an elephant? And and come on, Jim, how do you eat an elephant? How do I what? How do you eat an elephant? How do I eat an elephant? Um, hmm. One bite at a time. One bite. <laughs> but I'm pumped. <laughs> but but it's it's that that's how you tackle this in yeah. life. Is you don't just sit down and go. I'm changing everything tomorrow. No, that's that's an impossible task. You just sit down and go. Tomorrow, I want to not do this. I want to take care of that. And so the things that fill our lives with of uselessness, like. God, changing the ringtone on my phone. Do I really need to spend 45 minutes today trying to figure out which is the best ringtone or just let it ring? I mean, do I need to sit down and spend three and a half hours deciding which, I don't know, mascara is the best fit? I, maybe you do. But do you need to do that multiple times per year? Yeah. Um, yeah. The jelly, the, well, the, the ringtone thing is like, okay, if everybody has the same ringtone, is that my phone, is that my phone, is that my phone? So if you get a distinct ringtone, you know that's your phone. Okay, okay, so I maybe, understand. maybe there's a little bit but, of, but not 45 minutes worth of My phone know, uses the standard ringtone, and I'm able to differentiate it from the people around me. The other thing is that's you could true. put your phone next to your ear or look at it. Well, but, true. Um, I, <laughs> I'm not saying ringtones can't be important. I'm saying what things can you drop off the day that aren't really important to find to take care of one of the things that are important? You know, how about, uh, you know, and for me, it's making a meal, but making it big enough to last two or three meals. So that, to, so if I spend an hour, um, not me, but because I don't, I don't cook because lives are on the line. But if I'm going to barbecue, I'm not barbecuing enough food for tonight's dinner. I'm barbecuing enough food for tonight's dinner, tomorrow's lunch, and maybe even the next night's dinner. So that I don't barbecue the next night. So it may take me an hour to make meal tonight. But tomorrow night, I'm not spending but five, ten minutes pop into the microwave and go. And I've got that extra 50 minutes to do something else and take care of something else in my life, whether it's relax, whether it's, you know, decide a phone plan, whatever it is. But I take care of that and I have time for that because I spent more time on the one task. And if we do more of that in our lives, I think we'll have more, get more. Um, I don't know how many people, you know, I, I've talked to that look at rent or a mortgage based on the number, not based on what they can afford, not based on the total, but I, I you know, I, I'm going to live in San Miguel because I can't afford the rent in San Luis Obispo. So did you look at the costs involved in driving from San Luis Obispo to San Miguel every day? Driving up over the grade, driving all the way, plus not just the cost in fuel, the cost in wear and tear on the automobile, the replacement of the automobile, and the fact that you've got two hours of your life every day gone that you can't do other things. What if you took those two hours and you worked two more hours or an hour more per day? And will that pay for the difference in mortgage, if you would, from San Luis Obispo to San Miguel? Now, if you want to own 50 acres, you're luck, good luck finding 50-acre property in San Luis Obispo. But there, there's all these gives and give and takes that we do. Um, the other thing is, is if you really want to live in San Miguel, why wouldn't you find a job in Paso Robles or San Miguel? So 
I'm not I'm not trying to say people that work in San Luis Obispo and live in San Miguel are wrong. I'm saying, did you really look at all of it? And and is there a reason other than the cost of the rental or the cost of the mortgage? Um, and I just want to make sure we're looking at that. The ty- price of the tires, the price of the car, the price of the maintenance. If the maintenance is done wrong and you get it half price, you wasted all that money. If to do it right is two hundred bucks, but you got it done for a hundred wrong, you wasted three hundred basically because now you get to do it right. Hopefully, before you damage the component that you were doing maintenance on. Does that make sense? <clears throat> if I'm using the wrong oil in your car and I damage the camshaft because you've got an older Volkswagen direct injected and I eat the camshaft at thirty thousand miles and it costs you four grand to replace that camshaft because I saved. For forty bucks on an oil change, five times or twenty times, that that offset did not pay. Or if I don't get my oil change because oil changes are too expensive and I ruin the engine and I have to replace that car because the engine is no longer manufactured, I didn't gain anything. And that's why we want to find people in our lives that are good at their jobs so that they can take and help us with those com- situations. Um, my friend has a builder. He's not a builder. He can build stuff. He's a talented guy. But he has a contractor that leads him and and makes and shows him the right direction to go, even if it's more expensive or if it's less. But this man, that's his job, is to build buildings, homes. And he knows a lot about it, so he can find the right suppliers. He can find the right components, and he knows the difference between a good piece of a good two by four and a bad two by four, and the why you want to use one or the other when you want to use them. And I think that's huge to have a professional that knows what they're doing instead of some guy or gal that knows how to use the tool. Oh, it's a pair of scissors. You just clip. I, I and and in automotive repair, it can really make a big difference. In in home, I have a plumber friend, a customer friend that that he does a great job, but and he gets a little grumpy because he's being told too many things. Where he's done this all day, every day, he's there to advise and help, and he will do the best job possible and give you the positives and negatives. But you got to listen and and let him help you. And that's huge. Just like teenagers. <laughs> we love our teenagers, for the most part. <laughs> and we want to help, and we want to be there. And we need to help guide them to make good decisions. And ignoring warning lights on a car dash, uh, ignoring emails that say you forgot your homework, forgot to do your homework, these kinds of things can really lead to I don't know. You're looking at your daughter right now. Maybe did you forget something recently? I'm good. <laughs> no, she's been taking care of business, but but not all of us can. And 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 she's not perfect, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm I'm saying that we need to make sure that we make these important and 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 make them a priority over the stuff that really isn't. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I do that just really isn't important. And I and I need to get rid of a lot of it, and I think we all do, um, so that we can take care of the import, more important stuff. And sometimes I do, and some, but but sometimes it takes someone, not me, 
let's say, a certain female in my life that shares a bed with me. <laughs> it takes her to sit down and go and, sh- and shake me on the shoulder and go, no, 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 this. And you go, no, I'm busy doing that. And then she goes, no, 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 this. And you go, oh, oh, I got to listen, don't I? Oh, man. And she's right. Well, with doing your maintenance, when you need that vehicle, when you need that part, if you do it now, instead of pushing it off, when you do need it and it's broken, that's a whole bunch more time you've either wasted or are unable to do what you need to do. So you just keep prolonging another project. And and you make it worse. Mm-hmm. It, it's a snowball. It really is a snowball effect. That snowball starts as a little pebble that starts rolling down the snow, and it gets more and more and more snow. And snow keeps attracting to it. Pretty soon, it's this massive boulder that of snow. It's water. Who cares? Except it's water traveling in a mass at speed, and it wipes out a house. Well, it's just a snowball. It's a little tiny pebble. No big deal. So it really does... And that and that analogy really does make it. And you think about we were talking about um, people needing help, and and one decision, one bad decision makes another bad decision makes another bad decision, and and now all of a sudden you're homeless, and and that sucks. Um, and 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 I'll bet a lot of those people, not everyone, of course, you can't always predict everything, but if they could look back, they could see that that the first bad decisions or the early ones that started them on that path. Um, and I want to help. And part of the radio show is helping people not to, to, to try to stop and look and go, wow, how do we stop making those? How do I stop making that bad decision and get that snowball to stop? And as a, as a young person, we try I want to try to help those people to make better decisions now because they will make a lot. It'll really, help them in the future because they have their whole future ahead of them um, instead of those of us that are towards the end going, wow, huh, wish I'd done that differently. <laughs> and, and taking care of the homework tonight or on Friday night instead of waiting till Sunday night can make a big difference. And it makes, I don't know, for me, it makes my weekend so much more relaxing when I'm not sitting there the whole weekend thinking, oh, I got to take care of that before I go to school on Monday. Not that I do that anymore, but back in the day. Um, but that's a small habit that can be changed, and boom! Now you get to party and have fun all the way to the weekend. Well, it's... for for me, like the homework would be like, okay, Friday night you'd be thinking it's fresher in your mind what your teacher said. Uh huh. Less than two you days. You went through it. like Saturday and Sunday, and you're off doing whatever activity you wanted to be doing, and like, oh yeah, what was it she said or he yeah. said? And then you have so, the whole, yeah. then you have the whole, okay, well, it's only going to take me 45 minutes to do my homework. No big deal. And then problem one, uh, I don't understand. Well, it's Friday night, it's Sunday night. You, there's nobody around to help. Where Friday afternoon, you can call a friend, call the teacher. They'll call you back in an hour. You know, when, when you have a problem on Friday night and you don't get an answer response to help you with that problem until Saturday afternoon, it's still not Sunday, it's still not Monday morning. You still have a whole other day not to stress about it and, and get it accomplished. And a whole other day to try to find another friend or another person that might be able to help you. Um, and that really can make a big difference. And if that 45-minute project, homework project, turns into three and a half hours, you can work on it for 45 minutes and then work on it Saturday and get it done instead of being up till three in the morning and being dead tired Monday morning. 
<coughs> same thing with cars, same thing with everything else. <coughs> um, instead of waiting till Sunday night to decide that the brakes need to be done on the car with, that you bought on Thursday, and now you realize Sunday night that you don't have that special tool or that special bolt or forgot the whatever, if you started work on that Friday night after work, <coughs> then Saturday morning you can go to the parts store and say, hey, Steve, I forgot this bolt or I forgot this that. And you and you have the ability to maybe get that done and have it ready to go Monday morning. Um, I, I Like I said, we all procrastinate. I'm not trying to say I'm better than anybody else. I'm saying if I can help you procrastinate less and get take care of the stuff earlier, then it will pay for your the future. I used to years ago I sit down and tell people I'm gonna save you thirty thousand dollars. I'm gonna charge you three hundred and save you thirty thousand. And they go, What? Yeah, I'm gonna charge you three hundred bucks, I'm gonna save you thirty thousand. You wanna know how? Okay. Well, I'm a service your air conditioner. You're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna completely service your air conditioner, get it all working. How's that gonna save me thirty thousand dollars? I'm like, well this is how I'm gonna sit down and you're going to say, I don't need my air conditioning service. It works fine, Jason. It's not a big deal. I'm going to tell you, it's been more than five years. It should be serviced. You're going to go, now nah, I'm going to save my 300 bucks. Don't worry about it, Jason. And then here in the next not-so-distant future, it's going to fail. You're going to come into the shop. I'm going to say, well, the compressor d- destroyed itself. It needs a condenser. It needs a flush. It a compressor, receiver, dryer, this and that and the other. We're looking at, you know, 1800 bucks. You're like, I'm not putting $1,800 for air conditioning in San Luis Obispo in a 10-year-old car. It's not worth it. Forget it, Jason. No. Okay, then you're going to not have air conditioning. No big deal. Until that day when it's 104 and you have to go to that wedding or you have to go to that church or you have to go, you want to take you and your friends to go to see the fair and you're all sweating death and you sweat all day and you come home, you're like, I'm done. I'm buying a new car at 30 grand. See, I saved you $30,000. $30, or you decided to go through Mojave Desert and okay. on the way to right. you know Las Vegas or something like that. And, and you get there wiped oh, out, ruined. Gosh, the one day I go through there and it's 115 degrees and my air conditioning's not working. Yep. So it's maintenance, <laughs> basic maintenance on something we don't think about. Um, and and that's this is why I try and push it so hard is because it really does pay. It really does save. It does make life so much better. That's why I'm like batteries. That's a stupid battery. Who cares? Pop it in, roll. No, our cars are all electronic, all electric. They all work off of that battery. That battery can, is God in your car. Um and without it, your car can start doing all kinds of weird stuff, have so many problems, and you can replace components for no reason because of battery problems, and battery can problems can damage components for no reason. <coughs> Cars are very complex with a lot of moving parts and a lot of things going on, and without a good basis, life is not is very upsetting. Just like, just like in my mind, it's kind of like an airplane pilot. I was told airplane pilots can go through a cloud and without instruments can come up, come out upside down, going the wrong direction. Upside down. How do you go upside down and not know it? Because you're in an airplane in a cloud and you get disorientated. So. Cars are the same type of thing. If you don't have a good battery and a good source, then the computers all get disorientated. Everything, the loads change. All the electronics change. Whenever you're talking about diagnostics, the first step is, what's the battery voltage? Uh Uh-huh. Who cares? It's start. 
No, that's not all that matters. That's what we did on my must my Mustang. Yeah, exactly. Week. Jim knows all about this yeah. firsthand. Yeah. What's battery voltage? What's the car see as battery voltage? Yeah, exactly. And what's the what's, useful voltage in the car? Right. And is the voltmeter working properly in well, the car? And, yeah, and just because that you have something on the dash that tells you what's going on doesn't mean that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's actually going on at the battery. Yeah. And having a good battery that's actually main, that actually is maintenance-free anymore, not just says, mate, don't put water in me. Yeah. I want one that's sealed and maintenance-free. Um, or has a vent tube that doesn't vent all over my cables and damage all my cables. Yeah, mine was just a bad contact right. from the Mustang. But and I see I that all the didn't time. Didn't know that at first. Yeah. And I see people that I, I would say, and I and I and I, people are very talented, smart, great. But I would say more than half of the batteries that I get, see that are installed by either someone that doesn't know what they're doing at a parts store or them people putting battery in themselves are installed incorrectly they either leave the battery hold down off or they don't put the clamps on properly or they leave them loose or there's 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 something wrong with more than half of the ones that are installed and i can tell who installed their own battery i can tell by the brand normally because the brand tells me um just like i can tell you whether you've been to jiffy lube or not because i can tell by the oil filter um and normally it's got well um so the Having someone, once again, like West Idol Supply or, or uh, a, you know, service professional out there that you build a relationship with and trust and enjoy spending, enjoy having interactions with. I mean, no one wants to pay to have their car fixed. Don't get me wrong. But to enjoy having those interactions when you do have it happen can really pay off in spades. If nothing else, you call up and say, hey, Jason, um, my car is acting like this. Is it, what do you think that sounds like? Or, hey, Jason, I'm I, I, I my tire looks a little low. What do you think? Can really make a big difference. Whether it's Grandpa or if it's Jason or the neighbor, building a relationship with your neighbors is huge. Some of them might know quite a bit about cars. You never know. Or might know a lot about making toast. Who knows? Or how about this? The one that drives me insane is making devil uh, uh, um, uh, hard boiled eggs. Wow! I mean, something simple. They may not. They may not be able to help you. Uh, anyway, I better go. <laughs> Rattle on. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the rain. Have so much fun. We'll talk to you next week. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.